Hey guys, welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. We are now on Season 2, Episode 6. Change your gut, change your health. Hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Resurrecting the Mind, Body, and Soul podcast. With Brian and Debbie Gadowski. We are back and now on Season 2, Episode 6. Change your gut, change your health. Let's do it. Yeah, we are. We wanted to do it last <laughs> week and we did do it twice actually, but neither podcast ended up working out. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties, and looking back on it, but I'm thinking that the podcast gods were sending us a message because I got really passionate yeah. in that recording, and now that I look back, I, you know, my passion with this stuff is driven out of just wanting to help people um, just help my family and yeah. out of the anger uh-huh. you know, that you learn more and more about the lies we're being told and, and fed yeah. you know, by the food industry and Big Pharma, all, all of that. And so last week, man, it just came to a head for me and I probably said some things that uh-huh. were probably offensive to some people. So I've kind of learned I probably need to tone it down a little bit when I feel that way because the purpose of us spreading the word is not to be judgmental or not to let the anger lead this but to help people inform people and let them make their own decisions yeah I'm totally right there with you and I do feel that same frustration as you do and some I'll just say this sometimes you got to let it go sometimes you do have to say what's on your heart yeah and sometimes those people that are struggling with those issues do need to hear that passion and that anger Um, because sometimes that's the only way they'll change i know i i get that and i believe that and um i i believe that to be true so I'm just going to, when I feel something and I, I hit that passion and that need to tell people, I'm going to go with it, but again, I'm going to be very aware of the possibility of maybe going a little bit too far. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just uh, tap you on the hand next time you start getting out of line. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. So, we have to talk about something before we get into the nitty-gritty of this and um so very proud of you no thank you so you completed you and trace Uh completed your second spartan race last weekend tell us about it yeah trace and i this is our third year going we've we've mentioned this on the podcast before starting three years ago i decided to start doing a, a challenge that i've you know, either never done before or something that I want to get better at for my birthday each, each year. And last year it was the Spartan Beast race in Granbury, Texas, which is a half marathon along with 30 obstacles. In between that, it's up and down hills, through trails, through river rock, you know, all of the fun stuff, all the somewhat dangerous stuff you can think of. And we decided we were 
would sign up and go back there this year and that was this last weekend and it was a great race a great environment it was incredible energy throughout as we expected it to be um, I didn't get quite injured as last year right neither did Trace so thank God for that yes yeah, so I have qu quick question uh -huh. what type of people participate in this ages gender physical health yeah what what else I mean you'll see that? everything there really you'll see young people older people middle-aged people like myself you'll see unfit people okay wait back up uh-huh you're not middle-aged what am I you're you're I don't know you're not middle-aged so middle-aged oh. is more like in your 50s and the way things are going these days 60s so you're still a youngster in my book yeah I mean I would say I'm a little less I guess you could put it that way I'm a little less than middle-aged because my goal is probably to live to 100 so I'm not quite yeah. to 50 yet there you so go. I'm a little less than that yeah um but yeah there's all different types of people different body types you know there's some unfit people out there you know giving it a go giving it their best shot you know maybe starting a journey maybe in the in the middle of a journey um but there's all different things you can do you can you can walk the whole course i mean it is you know up and downhill through a bunch of terrain you can do that there's all different kinds of things you can do and just to get out there and sign up for that is a huge step for anybody mm -hmm. no matter what part of the journey you're on and uh, Trace and I did the half marathon we, um, we did it the group elite stage which we compete with guys our age 35 to 39 and you know go max out the whole time mm -hmm. um, like I said I didn't get injured as as much injured as I did last year where last year I had a major calf cramp that I could, just couldn't get mm. up from until yeah. I got some mustard packets yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who would have thought yeah but this year I did roll my ankle pretty bad I'd actually initially thought I broke it but after getting up and running on it a couple miles later it got a little bit better um, and it's a lot better now uh, what did you come down on a rock or something or there was a divot pit? in the ground oh. and I was getting comfortable in the area that I was running in and just wasn't paying attention as much as I should have and I just went into the into the divot rolled my ankle fell down busted my knee and at that point I was like oh my god I'm, I'm done and then I got up limped along started jogging a little bit and finally started running it was weak the rest of the race but it i was able to get through it wow that's amazing bud yeah so plans for number three next year or? yeah we were talking about it over the weekend and we, we really want to venture out to a different state and uh depending on schedule and budget so we really want to go to like montana oh they wow. have one there um, that's in the summer of next year but somewhere you know with beautiful scenery mm -hmm. somewhere different I think that would be an incredible experience yeah for sure awesome yeah. so um, you do have another event coming up I do okay tell the us the important one yeah 
yeah, December I am running in the Dallas Marathon, the full marathon, which will be my first marathon, 26.1 miles. There's um, 26.2 miles, sorry. So yeah, I'm in the process of recovering from the Spartan this week, and then on Monday I'll re-up my training for the full marathon. Awesome. That's exciting, bud. Yeah, very exciting, and I'm very nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were nervous about Spartan, too, and I yeah. guess that's just part of it. Yeah, getting that's, that adrenaline that's going. That's where the addiction comes from. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, again, very, very proud of you, and just Thank so you. thrilled to be able to share that um, on our podcast, and we'll just keep everybody informed on how you're doing and yeah. the results of the marathon in yeah. December. So good deal. Thank you. Okay. So the title of this um, podcast is change your gut and change your health. Mm-hmm. So more and more evidence is being discovered about the importance of our gut health. Yeah. And science is evolving in this area. It's fair. It's a fairly new um, topic. It's fairly new research being done. And what bottom line is, is they are now able to associate the state of our gut, our gut health, with um, our morbidity and just our longevity, our quality of life. Yeah. Uh, whether we're going to get chronic diseases, it's all tied together and yeah. uh, more and more evidence. So very exciting to read about this stuff. It is very exciting. Yeah, I see so many more people than I used to talking about gut health, you know, whether that's on the podcast or an Instagram page or YouTube videos. I see it talked about quite a bit now. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think probably a good way to dive into this is let's just talk about um, what the gut microbiome is, what that means. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So basically, if you want to just give a simple description of what the gut microbiome is, just think of an internal garden. Just think of your gut as an internal garden, and in a garden that you might grow in your yard you're going to have the preferred veggies or flowers Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have those weeds in there that you have to maintain control of yeah same with our gut microbiome right so we've got good bacteria and we've got bad bacteria and we're talking trillions so yeah and i you know it's kind of funny because i when I read some of this stuff, I always find myself asking, so how do they know there's trillions? Right. <laughs> you know, is somebody uh, counting? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. But anyway, that and you read that, that that's not something that one influencer or one researcher or one doctor is saying. That's pretty much what, what anyone is going to... Yeah, it's across the board. So um, I never thought of my gut that way. I don't no, know about you. No, absolutely not. You know, when you think of gut, or when I did, I would think of what would make me think of it is if I had a stomach ache or a stomach yeah. issue, then I think about it. Yeah, gas or mm-hmm. anything like Constipation, that. Constipation, you know, you think about it. But um, now, a good way to think about our gut is just knowing that we need to support good bacteria and we need to do what we can to 
eliminate or decrease the bad bacteria. Yeah, and an interesting thing that I found out, and I know you did as well, is you can't just feed the gut more good bacteria to help the problem. That's just going to feed the bad bacteria and actually increase the bad bacteria in there. So you've got to get, you've got to learn and know how to get rid of the bad bacteria before you can really progress and fix the issue. Right, right. And um, when we are talking about this state of imbalance, when we have too much of one and not enough of the other, that's called dysbiosis. And so yeah. if you start diving into this area, you're going to hear that word a lot, dysbi dysbiosis. And it basically means an imbalance. So there are ways that we can balance that out. But yeah. it's, it takes work. It's, it's not something that's just going to happen with, you know, you decide one meal. I'm going to eat this on this meal. Yeah. I'm going to fix my gut back. Uh, microbiome it doesn't work that way but I think most people would understand that that just makes sense um, yeah I think it go I mean you gotta say this you can't just do a one or two day detox and think it's gonna fix the issue it's a lot more to that just like anything that's worth your time or worth the fix is gonna take take mm -hmm. some time it's gonna take some energy it's gonna you know take some work mm -hmm. exactly same with exercise, the same yeah. philosophy. You don't just wake up one day and do a few push-ups or sit-ups and then you fix everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm <laughs> going to go to the gym this week and work out all week and think you're good for the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We do know what causes dysbiosis. Right. Okay, one of the first things that um, we, now, we know, there's no really debating this, um, antibiotics. Right. I think most people are familiar with that and that's why most people or a lot of people will go for an over-the-counter probiotic. Right. Not really understanding the different types of probiotics and what you're trying to do. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess my point is that antibiotics will mess up our gut. Oh yeah, it's it's strong stuff you're putting into your gut, and it's gonna it's gonna take over. Yeah, and there are times when we need antibiotics, yeah. basically to save our lives. So, the message is not to not take antibiotics, yeah. but maybe really think hard if this is something you really need to do. Exactly. Um, and once you have to take um, the antibiotics, then knowing what you can do to bring things back to balance. Yeah, I think anybody has to really ask themselves, do I really need this antibiotic or can I, you know, do some natural remedies to help the situation or can I wait a bit, little bit longer and help let my body do its thing? Yeah. I mean, antibiotics should definitely be the last resort unless you've got a particular situation where your doctor says, hey, you need this right now to get through the, mm -hmm. through the uh, problem you're having. Yeah. And, yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Another thing, bud, um, tell us the next thing that's going to affect our gut microbiome. Well, it's everybody's favorite thing, and including yours, and I would have to go to processed foods. Right, the ultra-processed foods. Um, that really is one of the main culprits. They're finding 
that and and it's not just uh, gut microbiome but there's more and more evidence of the destruction that ultra processed foods are doing to our body yeah and so when we eat this stuff these are ingredients a lot of processed foods are made up of ingredients that were never meant to be put in our body no um, they're there for a couple of reasons uh, the main one is these things these ingredients make the food taste good and irresistible yeah what it's uh want you to come back for more it's, or it's designed so you want to come back for more mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before that food companies actually hire food scientists and their job is to create food and we don't even really want to categorize it as food it's fake food products that they it will reach what what they call a bliss point and so they do what they have to do to make these products taste a w in a way that we can't resist them and we become addicted to them and our right. kids become addicted to it oh yeah there's no doubt about that so just more and more evidence of why we need to really think about how much processed foods we're eating and and, and as we've mentioned before sometimes it happens that yeah. we have the best of intentions and sometimes it's going to take because of life circumstances schedules stress or whatever we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hit that drive-through yeah definitely I, I mentioned this last week uh, we were going to Emily's homecoming game and we were running a little bit late and I didn't have time or nobody had time to get the kids fed or myself fed and we had to stop at Whataburger on the way there and I ordered the kids the food and the guy gave us our food and Addie noticed me eating she's like daddy what are you doing you don't eat fast food I'm like Addie I know you're right but I had to make an exception to the rule and Noah got on to her and say Addie Daddy's hungry. Let him eat. I thought that was funny, and it was also interesting because that just made me realize—not realize, but validate—validate yeah. that she's really paying attention to what I do mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. And I don't even—I don't point out that I said to her. I don't point out that hey daddy doesn't eat fast food I don't point that out all the time I just don't do it mm -hmm. and so she notices that and I would say anybody out there listening to this, this just realize that you're the example that you're setting for your kids and your kids are gonna think that what you're doing is the right thing to do so just think about the things that you're doing what the things that you're eating around your kids or your family or the people that you have influence on and just really make sure you're doing the right thing. A mm -hmm. couple of things before we go to the next um, cause of dysbiosis. Um, there is a book um, by Vanny Hari, and uh, it's called Food Babe Family. This is probably her fourth book to write, but um, Vanny is a food advocate activist and 
um, I have just been introduced to her and her story and what she has done just really caught my attention and she's she's a young mom you know young mom she's got two kids and her goal her mission her passion is to call out these food companies that are poisoning us and our kids yeah and to the point that she has had to have security um, and she's had threats um, because she's calling the big guys out, Kellogg's, General Mills, yeah. Starbucks, uh, uh, Subway, and uh, to read about what she's gone through, but more than that, what she has discovered. And yeah. so she actually researches and investigates these ingredients that they're putting in our food, and right. it would blow, it, it blew my mind. Oh, yeah. It blew my mind. And so. On a positive note, her new book, and I just got it in, and I've skimmed through it, and I'm so excited. Um, And she not only talks about some of these ingredients and why they're harmful, but she she takes it to where maybe not this product, but this product would be better, and this product is even better for. And her focus are her kids. Yeah and which i love that and so she has recipes in there as an example rather than just a bottled ranch dressing she teaches you how to make homemade and it doesn't have you know 15 ingredients it's something that's very doable and she has um i think she has chick-fil-a fries in there she Mm -hmm. has all these different swaps yeah and so the I've been following her on Instagram for quite some time, and she really does point out some great things that people need to be aware of. Not great things, but horrible things that people need to be aware of. And it, she really just, it points out to me how, I mean, I knew this already, how deceiving the grocery stores, the media, the marketing that we all see all the time, how deceiving that is. You know, one just simple thing that I saw in there is honey bunches of oats. You know, five years ago, I would have thought when I was eating those, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm eating the quote-unquote healthy cereal instead of the cinnamon toast crunch, the Fruit Loops, the Fruity Pebbles. I'm going to choose this and be healthy, the honey bunches of oats. It turns out it's pretty much the exact same product, just tastes different, looks different. And another one on there on that same post she had was Wheat Thins. And Mm. for some reason, I used to think Wheat Thins were healthy, quote-unquote healthy, or healthier option than, you know, know, the Ritz crackers of Mm -hmm. the world or stuff like that. So she really points out the stuff that you're probably not aware of that are tearing you up. Another recipe she has, I was just reading this recipe, I'm going to try this. Um, so she has a recipe for goldfish, for mm-hmm. her version of goldfish. And um, she points out the ingredients that are in goldfish, which I fed y'all. Um, we eat, we ate those, you know, up until y'all were adults, oh, probably yeah. still. And, 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 you know, to this day, you know, the thought of eating goldfish sound really good. But there's ingredients in there that we have to be very aware of. And um, if somebody's asking themselves or questioning why we need to know this stuff and, and 
just maybe somebody doesn't even have children. Um, but we have to understand that we vote with our pocketbooks. And right. the more we buy this stuff, we're sending a message that hey, this is okay. Yeah. You know, let's you know we're we're not aware. You know, go ahead and deceive us. Right. But one thing that uh, you know, just getting back to gut microbiome, is that we need to know this stuff because it's affecting our health. Yeah. And they are now linking a lot of these ingredients, some of the dyes that they put in some of these foods and other um, additives, they're linking that to autism yeah. and ADHD in oh, children. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this isn't something that we can sweep under the rug anymore. No, it's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't realize that are coming from your gut microbiome or these processed foods that are just messing with your body that you would think, hey, it's like skin, for an example. You may have some acne or some eczema or whatever you call eczema, it. Eczema, yeah. yeah, on your arms. You may think it's just a skin problem, but most likely it's coming from your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that. It's you know, depression can come from your gut. Yeah. Um, Parkinson's. Um, I, the list can go on. It does, and. What they're finding out about Alzheimer's now, and of course they now call that type 3 diabetes, but yeah. it all can be traced back to the food that we eat. Yeah. And so that's why this is what really got me probably crossing the line last week yeah. um, in our episode that didn't record. Yeah. Um, it just makes me so angry Yeah. because I've seen family members go through these chronic illnesses right. and uh, granted we learned a long time ago that smoking is going to harm our health yeah so a lot of people made the decision to quit smoking because yeah. the evidence came out you know whatever reason whatever got them to quit smoking they did but people are still on the fence about this food thing yeah. I think most people just don't understand yet, or maybe they don't want to understand the harm yeah. that this ultra-processed food is doing to our body. Well, I think you pointed out a, a good thing. Not a good thing, but you know, smoking cigarettes and this, what we're talking about now, is no different. You know, Once you become aware of the harm that it does to your body, it's up to you to choose to stop doing that. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. Quitting smoking is absolutely hard because your body's addicted to it, just like your body's addicted to these processed foods. Mm -hmm. Not only is your body, but your mind is as well. Mm -hmm. And so stopping or quitting these things is going to be a challenge. And anyone out there that's now aware of this, which they are because they're listening to this, it comes down to two things. I mean, are you willing to do the hard to get to the good mm-hmm. or are you going to wait and wait and wait and so the hard you know all these disease sicknesses are put on to you mm-hmm. and you don't have a choice to deal with it yeah. I mean it comes down to that and you know you can either choose to believe it's not going to happen to you just like a lot of people do but I know firsthand that it can happen to anybody at any time mm-hmm. yeah yeah I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I thought this was really interesting. They were talking about the different um, aspects of 
re uh, re reaching good health, optimal health. Yeah. And they went through the list that we often talk about. Um, the exercise, the stress, the sleep, the relational aspect, and then the food. And, you know, one of the doctors said that they have found in their patients, in their clinics, that the food piece is by far the hardest one to master, even over exercise. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention this to you. But I don't know if you know. I know you know who this is. Peter Atia. Oh, yeah. Um, most people probably don't know who he is, but he believes that exercise is actually the most important factor. There's evidence and science that backs up that it points out that, that a person that exercises but is overweight will actually live longer and healthier than a person that does not exercise and eats healthy and is at a, a, a decent weight, which just blew my mind. And a, another example is a person that exercises and smokes has a better chance at a long-term health and life than a person that doesn't smoke but doesn't exercise. I listened to one of his podcasts the other day, and it might be the same podcast you're talking about, but, but yes, he talks about the importance of muscle yeah. um, as we age especially. And if we don't have that muscle strength as we age, because when we get reach our 30s, we start losing muscle mass. Yeah. And there, I've, I've seen anywhere from 3 to 8%, and it probably depends on the person that, that we lose with every year. Yeah. But um, just think of the math in that. By the time we get into our 50s and uh, most definitely into our 60s, if we don't address that muscle mass and do what we have to do to keep that, then we fall into those dangers of sarcopenia where right. we lose massive amounts of muscle mass. And with that comes, that's where you hear a lot of people in their 70s or maybe even their 60s falling. Yeah. And it's because they don't have the, the uh, skeletal muscle mass right. for the structure, the foundation they need for balance yeah. and strength. And uh, Peter Atia talks about, uh, because I guess he was a inc massive addictive runner. Or, he was a triathlete. Okay. Yeah. And so he's backed off of that. He's early 50s now. And so, but he has these goals that he uh, has set for himself. Yeah. He wants to be able to sit down on the ground, get up without holding on to anything. Right. He has these little tests that he puts out there yeah. to uh, just spark people's interest in just what they need to do to really be in optimal health. And right. so to do that, you've got to exercise. You've got to do strength training. Yeah. Yeah, and going along with strength training and exercise, that fits right into your gut. You know, if you're not exercising, if you don't have a good amount of muscle or a, or a healthy amount of muscle, it's going to really affect your gut. Yeah, yeah. So our body is designed it's just such a miracle yeah. you know it was designed to be healthy it's designed to heal it's design designed to restore itself and when we start introducing things that are going to change that balance then that's when we get into trouble and 
Um, some of the other things that are going to come into play are stress. Yeah. You know, stress, they're finding, is really affecting our bodies more than we ever knew. Yeah. Um, and it can be a little disconcerting, it, at least it was for me, to, to hear about this research because I do stress. I'm stressed. I, I stress myself out. I'm a worrier. Yeah. Um, just that thought in and of itself can it's put stressful. me in a state of anxiety. So learning how to control that and learning tools, um, it's, it's something that I really have to do. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, well, I don't think, but stress is going to happen regardless of where you are, who you are. Stress is going to happen, but you've got to learn how to deal with mm-hmm. the stress. You can't let it linger. You've got to deal with it and move on. And there's so many tools that I've learned over the past few years that have definitely helped me mm-hmm. deal with stress. Yep. Right, and, and just the whole sleep quality of sleep, amount yeah. of sleep, that's huge. Um, that can affect our gut microbiome. Oh, it's, yeah. it's just all tied together. You can't separate. No, I keep saying this. You can't tied. separate this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Along with talking about gut microbiome and the uh, dysbiosis, there's a term that you'll hear pretty quickly if you read about these things it's called leaky gut oh yeah for sure and that condition is linked to chronic disease it's linked to Alzheimer's you name it Alzheimer's diabetes and what what that means is we put this stuff in our bodies, and our, our bodies can take care of a certain amount of toxins. Right. You know, it's not that we can't be exposed to any toxins, and if we are, we're doomed. Our body was designed to, to get through that. Yeah. But it's when we put so much poison in our body, when we're exposed to so many toxins, that's when we get into trouble. Yeah. And so when this these toxins are in our body in our gut, what will happen over a period of time is the bad bacteria, the bad stuff will actually permeate through the protective lining in our gut. Right. And when it does that, it leaks into our body. It yeah. leaks into our bloodstream. It leaks into all areas of our body yeah and that is very very concerning and dangerous yeah it causes a whole bunch of issues you know when you're eating processed foods for breakfast lunch dinner and then having some alcohol to go along with dinner I mean your body is never able to recover it's never allowed to do what it needs to do and eventually that stuff has to go somewhere and you know, mm-hmm. it's going to go some places you don't want it to go. Yeah, and um, like we've said before, our body has to do something with every single thing we put in it. And so that thought in and of itself has helped me with some of my choices. Yeah. And just trying to be sympathetic to my body and just try, you know, understanding 
that I'm going to, if I choose to eat something that isn't necessarily the healthiest thing for my body, then I need to understand what it's going to be trying to do to eliminate that, to process it. Um, so that thought process has helped me a lot in, in trying to decide to make better decisions most, most days. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I definitely, I don't plan out every meal, but I know when I'm going to have one or two of those cheat meals. And so the rest of the week, you know, I try to be on point with everything and I'm prepared to take on what it's going to do to my body afterwards so I can heal, recover and get back to my norm Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. I think that, um, because we're kind of getting down to our time, let's just review a little bit. Yeah. And then let's talk about what, what can we do. So main point of today's podcast is the gut microbiome. Yeah. And um, if you change that gut microbiome to healthier um, environment, yeah. then it's going to give you a improved health. Absolutely. It's not not only going to improve your health, it's going to improve your lifestyle and, you know, what you're wanting to do on a day-to-day basis based off your energy and all that. Right. Yeah. Your daily energy and then also longevity. Yeah. And uh, whether or not your immune system, and that's another whole area we didn't even mention yet, is the whole immune system, how that's tied to the gut. And... uh, you know, going through COVID and all that, we know how important the immune system is. And if you don't have autoimmune disease or you don't have immune issues, then it's probably not something you think about, you know, or a person thinks about very much in, until something happens like COVID or another chronic illness. And so... Yeah, that's why... You know, during COVID or the pandemic, the people that suffered the most were the people that were eating processed foods on a day-to-day basis, the people that weren't exercising on a day-to-day basis, the people that weren't sleeping good on a day-to-day basis, and the people that were stressed out on a day-to-day basis. Those were the people that got affected the most. I mean, yeah, you heard about some those random people that didn't have any of those factors have issues, but most of all it it came down to how healthy your body was to be able to deal with the covid or the sickness whatever sickness out there if your body's not in the right situation it's not going to be able to take care of it the way it needs to right and that's why it's so important that we learn how we we learn this stuff not just for ourselves but for our children because it's now's the time to turn this around. Yeah. If we don't turn it around, if we're not part of that solution, then we're going to allow the next generation to get to become sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah. And you know, another thing that we didn't really touch on yet today um, is how we talk to our kids right. about health. And I know some people are very leery about what they say and how often they talk about healthy eating because they are afraid that they might put some thoughts in their kid's head and and you know start them down a path of an eating disorder and that type of thing but i think it's how you frame it and um vanny hari goes into that how she talks she her children are very young yeah but she talks to them and the vocabulary that she uses and the way she explains 
uh, harmful ingredients and, and the way she explains how uh, you know other children might not eat this way. She's very sensitive to that fact and she's teaching her children how to deal yeah. with that. But that, that is something that is, you know, we probably need to talk about more. Um, but in looking at all these things, how gut microbiome can lead to type 2 diabetes, yeah. autism, ADHD, heart disease, all, all, of, all of it. Yeah. Um, that's why we feel that we have to get the word out to people. Yeah, I made a reel the other day about, you know, I don't know, I forget the exact words, but it had to do with your future self. How? What is your future self going to look at your decisions now? Are, is it going to look at you through memories and regret or nostalgia? And that really got me thinking, you know, what am I doing right now that I may regret a, free, a few years mm -hmm. from now? And mm -hmm. one of those things is lying to myself about what I'm allowing my kids to eat or what I'm feeding my kids and I decided to have a conversation with you know Addie and Noah and Emily about we've got to stop this we've got to clamp down on this we've got to start making changes and I just talked to Addie I said we've got to stop snacking we've got to stop eating chips we got to stop eating all this bread all this highly processed bread and we've got to uptake your protein and so there's no longer snacking after school you know usually it's like it's is usually it's they get home from school okay snack time no your body doesn't need to snack all throughout the day neither do kids bodies they don't need that so now we're having egg in the in the morning. They can still have some toast with their egg, but they're getting protein in the morning, no snacks after school. And then we're going to start adding in some fruits and veggies. You know, we're doing one step at a time, but eventually once we conquer each step, we'll add in another one. And uh, Addie's really taken to it quite well. I love that. Yeah. I love that, bud. One of the nightmares almost that I have sometimes is as we've learned this stuff over the last few years I think about loved ones that have passed or that are ill or I think about our children and I this question haunts me is and the question is why didn't you tell me right and that that really is haunting to me yeah. and it's also frustrating because I have tried to have those conversations with people yeah but for whatever reason they choose not to act on the information right. and I can only do what I can do um, and I'm not perfect believe me I still make decisions that I probably shouldn't make but for the most part, I'm understanding. I've educated myself, and I've made a commitment to myself, right. which brings us back to what can we do about this crisis that we're in. Yeah. And we have to educate ourselves. We have to spend the time to do that. We yeah. have to learn about ingredients. We have to learn what this stuff is doing to our body. Yeah. And then we have to make a commit. We have to ask ourselves, okay, I've, I see this stuff. I read this stuff. 
what am I willing to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do? And just going back to what I did is, you know, talking to Addie, I didn't want to be five, ten years from now and Addie be, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old and look at me and say, Daddy, why didn't, why did you let me eat all this crap? Mm. I know what it, I knew, I know what it did to me. Now I have to do all this stuff to get around it or get out of this state that mm-hmm. my body's in. You yeah. know, I, and the way she was eating, it was bound to happen. You know, it's bound to happen that she would get prediabetes or diabetes, you know, it's just, it's, I know too much now. Not that mm-hmm. I know everything, right. but for me to sit here and allow all that to go on, and then if something were to happen 10 years from now, I would put that blame on myself mm-hmm. as it should be. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, right now, the state our country is in, one in four children have either prediabetes or diabetes, and that is not okay. No. That is so sad. And, and it's not their fault. It's no, the they're, parents' fault. No, they're not going to the grocery stores, put, picking up. Now, they're, if they're going to the grocery stores, they're probably crying and whining because they want that particular snack. Yeah. But, and, and believe me, um, I know how hard it is to make those changes and how hard it is going to be to shift kids. It's going to take a while, and it's going to take yeah. a few weeks of not so good happy times but it, it's the payoff is you know the payoff is just in, incredible you can't put a price to it it's priceless right. no there is no price to it well bud um we we're well beyond our time oh, so wow. yeah. i i hope that this information has been helpful i hope it triggers others to investigate more um, on their own or at least make some changes and again I want to pitch Vanny Hari's book uh, Food Babe Family and she has other books highly 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 recommend that everybody get that book but especially families with young children that are really at a loss of what they can do what they should be feeding their families how to make the swaps just incredible and if you really want to dive into gut health one book that I have I've got several but one book that I've recently looked at is Happy Gut and that's Mm -hmm. by Dr. Vincent Pedre and um, he goes into everything you would ever want to know about gut health I find it fascinating but I like to nerd out on this stuff so you know um, hopefully just the tidbits that we share will get people on the right path yeah, I'm not quite nerded out on the gut health like you are. I'm more so on the muscle part, but maybe I'll good get there. Good balance. Hey, yeah. it's a good balance. We yeah. bring a, we're a good team. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, okay. I hope everyone took something from that. And if, if you're not doing something to make a change, ask yourself why. Really ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you all next week. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us in that conversation. If you found this episode to be valuable at all, please don't hesitate to send it to your friends and family. We'll see you next week. Love y'all.